Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey, bartender, pass me a drink. A reason that I'm here is I need time to think. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender for the evening. I am the Dude. Or you can call me Anthony. I'm cool with both. How's everybody doing? It's uh, going, well, it's going around here. Uh, it is uh, Saturday night. It's time to party. Of course it is. Unless you're listening to this on a Tuesday, then, uh, well, party if you want. But remember, some of us got to work tomorrow morning. Today I'm going to be talking a little bit about working the day shift in the bar. Uh, and we're going to be hearing a single from Silver Synthetic called In the Beginning. That's later on in the show. But before we get the show started, we got to start off with the drink special as per usual. Uh, you know, I've been sitting around, I've been talking to a lot of people, and a lot of people have been talking about Crown Royal Apple. Now, um, I'm not being sponsored by Crown Royal, but uh, I'm going to mention them by name just because it's the only way to make sense, and I don't, don't know of any generic liquor out there that is whiskey flavor with apple flavor in it. So, Crown Royal Apple. So I started looking around the internet and on uh, Crown Royal's website. I mean, if you want to look up a drink recipe for a specific liquor, just go to their website. You can uh, find it right away, and they have all sorts of suggestions for uh, things that you can do for all sorts of situations. So uh, I looked around in there and found what is called an apple bomb. Uh, This sounds like a pretty damn good drink, if you ask me. The ingredients go as follows. One and a half ounces of Crown Royal Regal Apple, three ounces of pineapple juice, one ounce of cranberry juice. Now, how you make this? You combine all those ingredients, the Crown Royal Apple, pineapple juice, and the cranberry into a shaker. Shake the shit out of it. Thank you once again, Randy Lynn. And strain it into a glass filled with ice. Garnish with a slice of apple if you got it. And then you got yourself a pretty uh, damn good drink. So, go out there, uh, I'll have a picture of it on social media, on my Facebook page and my Instagram page. Go try the Apple Bomb, courtesy of Crown Royal, and uh, let me know what you think about it. I want to know what you guys are, what your customers think about this, maybe if you're going to try it at home by yourself. I know some of you guys have your own liquor cabinets uh, at home, and try it yourself, let me know what you think about it, and uh, you know... And I'll give you a shout on shout out on the show. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so people getting to today's topic. Today is uh, working the day shift in your bar or restaurant. Now, most restaurants that don't serve breakfast, uh, they open around say ten o'clock. Ten o'clock, but pretty much between ten o'clock and eleven o'clock, you are stuck doing all the opening procedures. You got to fill the uh, bins with ice. You got to get the registers ready. You got to, uh, unless you have your own 
your own till. Uh, and you got to get everything set up, prepped, cleaned, and, uh, you know, maybe catch up on a couple of things that the guy or girl the night before didn't quite get to. But, uh, you know, you got to do a lot of stuff. There's a lot of uh, responsibilities that maybe your manager put on you. Maybe you even got to empty out the lottery machines. Who knows? I'm going to tell you guys right now, I was never, ever a fan of the day shift. Because just to me, there wasn't a lot of money to be made. And you spent most of your time standing around, especially if you were really on top of doing your side work. And so you're pretty much stuck kind of standing around, maybe talking to a few random people uh, that are talking to your cook, talking to your other server. And that that's pretty much the way life was in my bar uh, during the day shift. The first bar I worked, uh, worked at, I pretty sure that the owners had the intention of putting me on the day shift. I, it, it was pretty, I think I've talked to you guys about it before. It was pretty much a sympathy hire because the owners of the first real bar that I worked at, I'm not going to talk about the time where I was a banquet bartender. Uh, I ran into uh, the owner's daughter uh, because we're old family friends and mentioned, uh, hi, I'm unemployed. And I know I went to bartending Academy and I, I'm having a shitty time trying to find a job. And she's like, well, we'll see what's, uh, what's open at, uh, our bar. You can, uh, you can come work there. And sure enough, about a week later, I got a phone call. They said, yeah, come on in. We got a couple shifts open for you. And I was like, oh, thank God I need money. Cause I was young and I was still, uh, I was in my early twenties and I was still living with my parents and, you know, beating myself up about every damn thing that, cause I, uh, there was a lot of, uh, drama going on at the time, at least in my head. So I get there and, uh, for the first week I'm shadowing the, uh, night bartender. And, uh, after he realized after one or two days that I pretty much had the hang of everything, uh, he felt comfortable enough to go out and shoot a little bit of pool with some of the other guests and I pretty much handled the bar. The uh, the following week was uh, really interesting because I they said, okay, for next week, you're going to be working the day side. We want you to learn how to uh, work on the day side shift. And it started to feel like that was their intention is to put me on the day side shift. But all of a sudden, uh, they... The owner came into the bar one morning and found a strange box sitting on top of the bar. And uh, he opened it up and found there was a large amount of weed in it. And uh, the the night bartender at the time, who I'm told through his friends and one of his ex-girlfriends that he was a real uh, super genius, and I'm using that sarcastically, uh, he left his weed on top of the bar and he called up uh, the bar the next morning and said, Hey, did you happen to find a, a small case sitting on top of the bar? And the manager was like, well, yes, I did. And he goes, yeah, can you keep that for me? And, uh, I'll be right in to get it. And the manager said, come right on in. It'll be right here. Yeah. Uh, he was fired. And, uh, I was already working, uh, the day shift that day. I came in, they showed me, how to do everything and uh, you know what they expect when they open up the bar, 
you know, uh, cut the fruit and do the, uh, and wrap the cutlery, all that stuff. And, uh, it, uh, all of a sudden I started realizing something was up and, uh, they came over to me and said, um, the girl that was supposed to work tonight, uh, we asked her to work tonight, but she said she can't come in. Uh, and the other two people are now gone. They, they actually told me the reason why they were gone. And, uh, our other two bartenders are actually gone. And, uh, the other girl that we were going to have work tonight is can't come in. Would you mind working tonight too? And I was like, sure. Why not? Uh, Working from opening to close in a bar, especially when you're wearing your dad's old Vietnam combat boots, hard on the feet. And so I, but I, you know, powered through it. There was not a lot of business that day. I, uh, there wasn't a lunch rush. There was really no dinner rush. And I, uh, there really wasn't much going on at night. I, I actually do remember that night sitting on top of the bar while karaoke was supposed to be going on, because uh, they were just playing music because there was nobody there to do uh, to sing karaoke. And I'm sitting on top of the bar, and I'm watching The Critic. And it's old cartoon, starred John Lovitz. Don't worry about it. It was a good show, funny, but I don't think it's played anywhere anymore. But I remember thinking during the day side of that, I had to do a couple, I had to do a couple day shifts, especially when they hired on Shannon. Uh, they immediately put me on day shift and I thought this is where I'm going to end up. And because Shannon was a well, uh, well-known bartender in that town. And, uh, she, uh, knew all the customers. She brought in a lot of business. And so they were going to move me, a guy who's not from that town, who doesn't know the customers. They were going to put me on the day side and just let me handle lunch rush. And at that particular restaurant, the lunch rush wasn't that huge. Uh, I mean, maybe five, six tables. And I tried my best to uh, be nice to all of them. I uh, ran the tables. I cleaned the tables. and uh, But then all of a sudden, you know, from between 10 o'clock and, say, like 11.30, there was nothing to do. But then lunch rush hit. From 11.30 to about 1.30, you are... Uh, running back and forth like a chicken with its head cut off. But then from about one thirty till about eh, maybe 3, 4 o'clock, you are dead. There is nobody in there. And so you're stuck just sitting there. Well, I might as well have some lunch. And so, and you know, and you're kind of keeping up on your side work at the same time so that when the next person comes on shift, all you have to do is just go, Okay, this person has this tab, this person has this tab later. And you burst out the door. And I actually remember making Shannon laugh that day because I didn't know anybody working at the uh when I was working at that bar. I'd maybe worked at that bar for maybe oh, I don't know, a month or two. We lost a lot of customers uh at that bar after the other two bartenders got fired mostly because Probably they knew they couldn't buy weed there anymore. But uh, we lost a lot of customers, and they ended up going over to one of the, bar- one of the other bars in the area. So uh, I, you know, just tried to do my best to just keep my sanity. And because, uh, 
no matter what, I was getting paid by the hour. So, if, you know, I'm sitting on my ass because uh, I got nothing to do. I'm still getting paid for it because everything's clean. Side work is finished. I just have to wait for the next person to come on shift. But around three or four o'clock, people start coming in after work. And, you know, they start you know, uh, just kind of trickling in a few at a time. And I didn't know anybody from anybody. And just because I'm brand new in town, I never frequented that bar. I knew nothing. So I'm trying to make friends. I'm tr- uh, trying to break out of my introverted bubble and try to actually meet people, talk to people, learn their names, which I am absolutely horrible with. And I remember making Shannon laugh because when we were switching over the shift and uh, the people that I knew were going to be there for a few more hours, if not for the rest of the night, uh, we did, I didn't close out. I didn't know that I could close out their tabs and then have them start a new one with Shannon, you know, because uh, basically I'm giving, uh, I started their tabs and they could have tipped me out, but I just gave the, gave all of it to Shannon. And when I was going over with, uh, going over with Shannon, I said, okay, I'm really sorry. I don't know these people's names, but, uh, uh, this tab marked guy in the red shirt. It's that guy in the red shirt. Uh, and, uh, the blonde over there, her tab is called, Oh yeah. And Shannon starts laughing. She goes, Oh yeah. And I said, all right, we cool. And she says, yeah, we're cool. And I said, all right, I'm out of here. Boom. Hit the door. And, uh, it was, it was interesting, um, just because, uh, I, I had everything done. I had everything prepped. There was nothing to do anymore. And I had, before Shannon started working there, I had worked maybe one or two months straight of nothing but night shifts. And I was the only uh, bartender that worked at night, except for on Friday, Saturday nights when I had a server on the floor. And she, well, I'm using that term loosely because she didn't really like being on the floor. She preferred to be be behind the bar. But uh, so... You know, we're out slinging drinks as fast as we can, but we and we had no busser, we had no dishwasher, we were getting killed. And so, after a while, Shannon starts up, and then they all of a sudden think, "Okay, Anthony, you're going to be working the day shift on this day, this day, and this day, and then you're going to be working the night shift on this day and this day." And I just thought, "Okay, yeah, whatever." I hate split shifts. I either want to be a night worker or I want to be a day worker. I prefer to be a night worker because I like working at night. But they decided that they could do split shifts with me. But after only a few weeks, lucky for me, uh, Shannon all of a sudden said, uh, there's too many people in here. I need help. Because she had a room full of people doing karaoke and she had a pool area full of people uh, doing pool tournaments and she says i need help get anthony in here right now they gave me a call i had to cancel a date with my girlfriend at the time boy was she mad and i quickly ran into work because i saw an opportunity to make a uh, couple extra bucks and when i got there shannon was like thank you so much i love you and immediately went to work started throwing drinks as fast as i can even almost took out my boss because he uh, was standing in my well 
and I hate that. Do not stand in my well if you're a server or a manager. I will knock you out of the way. But from there on out, I never had to work a day shift ever again because they finally hired uh, some more people, and uh, the people that were already there were like, no, I wanted work day shift because my kid goes to school, and then I can be home with them. So, yeah, I'd prefer to work day shift. And so I never had to see a day shift ever again while I was working at that bar for the year and a half I was there. Was I there a year and a half? Maybe it was only a year. But the thing about working day shift is the customers, you don't have to get to know them because they're just in there and out because they they are in a set time that they can have lunch and then they uh, jump out of there as fast as they can, whether they've got a half hour or an hour they come in, yeah, just give me a, a sandwich, some soup, and an iced tea. All right, here you go. And, you know, as soon as they finish that up, they pay you, and they're gone. Tips were okay. I'm not going to knock the uh, knock that. But, um, you know, it, there was really no reason to ever get to know anybody because they were in and out of there so fast. And if you did recognize somebody, you really didn't know their, I never actually took the time to get to know their name because they're in such a rush or they're playing that uh, trivia game because uh, we had those in the bar and they're paying more attention to that. They want to play that game because that's part of the obsessive compulsive thing uh, that happens in a bar and they're concentrating deeply on that and then they actually get a little bit nerve wracked when their food arrives. It's funny. They're like, oh, can, can the food just wait another... We're about to come up to the final round. And, but eat it at your leisure. No, I got to get back at work in about 20 minutes. But luckily for me, uh, Shannon and I worked really well together. She got the prime shifts of Tuesday through Friday. And I, uh, worked half a day or half a night at, uh, on Wednesday, Thursday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and worked all day, Saturday and Sunday. It was all cool. And, but, uh, sometimes I worked Mondays, but, uh, then would they hired another bartender to take that one shift and he, cause that's all he really wanted. He just wanted one bar shift and, uh, he was a bouncer on, uh, Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, well, no, after a while he, he joined me behind the bar, but nonetheless, that was the end of day shifts, uh, when I was working that job. But you ever notice when you uh, after you work a string of night shifts and then you have to uh, work during the day, everything looks different. It's like the sun looks weird and you know, all the uh, the whole restaurant looks kind of weird if they have a lot of windows at the restaurant. And it's just everything feels awkward, weird. And, you know, it's just I don't know how to explain it. Which, which comes up to my next job. See, after I got fired from uh, the previous uh, the previous bar that I was just talking about, I had to start over. And through luck and a good friend, uh, my friend Shannon, she uh, got a call from a guy that she knew that said, hey, we need, really need a bartender on Saturday night. Are you available? And she goes, well, I'm not, but I have a friend who is. And they said, uh, they said, perfect. Can, uh, can you send them over? And I worked a night shift with, uh, with this guy business. It was a really small bar and you could tell they were struggling for business because, uh, 
this bar had a reputation along with this guy's, the owner's other bar had a reputation for serving people under the table. And then they leave the place and get in a car accident or the police pull them over and they, um, you know, they're, you know, they blow above a 0.08. And, uh, so business wasn't really hopping at this bar. In fact, the really pretty blonde bar, uh, waitress that was working that night with me, uh, she said, can you just handle all this? There's not enough, uh, there's not enough business for us to both make money. And I'd like to sit with my friends and have a few drinks. And I said, yeah, sure. Knock yourself out. But after having a few drinks with her friends, uh, she decided, well, she actually finished all the side work. She did all the credit card receipts. She did all the, uh, everything. So I had to do very little except clean at the end of the night. And the cook who was also kind of the manager of that place, he's like, well, do you need a job? And I was like, God, yes. And he says, okay, let's go to the other bar. And he took me to the other location and, uh, well, it was called the Sherwood peddler. I can say it now cause it's been out of business for a long time. And I'm pretty sure that the owner is long since passed away, but, uh, I started, uh, I, he took me over there. He introduced me to the night bartender that was there. I was kind of fascinated because the other bar closed at like 11, I think. And, uh, we went over to the other bar at about one o'clock and it was supposed to be open until two 30, but there was not a soul to be seen. And I thought this place is kind of dead. And, um, but, uh, the bartender that was there, really, really, really nice guy. He uh, uh, took me through the closing procedures and doing the books and all that sort of thing. And then they said, so you got a job here. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Because uh, after I got fired from the previous job, I had nowhere to go. I I went around uh, trying to uh, apply for work at all sorts of places. I even called up the bartending Academy and said, listen, uh, I need help with the job placement assistance thing again. Can you please help me? They never got back to me, but, uh, I needed a job in the worst way. It didn't matter where it was going to be that. I think that was actually during the time where I tried to apply at a couple strip clubs and they were like, wow, you've got a lot of experience, but how do we put this lightly? We don't, really hire male bartenders and you know and i'm like no totally cool i totally understand that because uh you know i'm not i'm not going to sue you guys for what you uh you don't hire male bartenders around here what the hell you know i'm just not that type of guy especially for something like that because obviously trying to uh, be a male bartender in a strip club i'm i even i felt like i was uh trying to excel on how big of a pervert I can be. I mean, I, uh, you know, no disrespect to any, uh, any ladies out there. If you're listening to this and you're, Oh my God, he's such a pervert. He wants to work at a strip club. Zero uh, disrespect to anybody. I probably would have been too shy to talk to any of the dancers anyway, but, uh, I was, I really needed a job and I just sat back and thought, yeah, why not? You know, it's not you know, just get a little enjoyment, good scenery. Okay. Yeah. I'm coming off as a pig. Sorry, but they hired me on at the Sherwood peddler and, uh, it was really tough because I spent the last year working nothing, nothing but night shifts. 
And then all of a sudden they said, okay, you've got the day shift starts at 7 a.m. And I went, 7 a.m.? Are you crazy? I said, what bar is open at 7 a.m.? And they said, well, that's the time that legally we can start serving alcohol in Oregon. And uh, plus, don't even worry about this place, uh, you know, being dead or anything like that, because you're going to have a lot of people that are uh, night shift workers that are going to come in here. The poker room will be full. You're, uh, you're going to be just fine. And I was like, all right, all right, whatever. And I that was my first introduction to uh, switching immediately from night shift to day shift. It's not something that you can just do overnight, especially when you're used to closing uh, at 1 o'clock and, uh, you know, getting home by 4 and... Uh, and then all of a sudden you get a shift that's 7 a.m. That is damn near ridiculous. And uh, Why do that to your body? Because your body needs time to adjust. And what better way to adjust than to just all of a sudden start working day shift? No. Uh, this is uh, the Hey Bartender podcast safety uh, speech right now. Now, I told you, I went from working late at night, every night, and then all of a sudden got a 7 a.m. shift. It was tough at first because, okay, the first couple days, yeah, cool. Uh, get two, three hours of sleep and, you know, lay in bed for like six hours staring at the ceiling. But get two or three hours of sleep and then wake up, uh, drive your ass to work. It's uh, Make sure you get there by 7 a.m. And then uh, try to stay awake. The whole time. Okay, once I started uh, moving around uh, moving around the bar, it wasn't so bad. But the big safety message here is that my body hadn't fully adjusted to working day side. And there was one day where I'm, you know, I woke up and, oh shit, I'm running late. Jump into my clothes, get in the car, and start driving. Now, the bar that I worked at was like 15, 20 miles, 15 miles away. And so I'm trying to drive, but then all of a sudden, I don't know if I fell asleep or I just fell into a daze, but all of a sudden, right at the last second, I saw that there was a red light right in front of me. I tried slamming on the brakes to stop before the light, but I couldn't stop. So I just hit the gas and just plowed right through. I was so lucky I did not get into an accident. I uh, Luckily, I'm pretty sure the other people at the intersection were seeing, uh, that guy's not slowing down. And see, then they hear the tires squealing. And then, I had to stop. Scared the crap out of me. I had to pull over, take a few deep breaths, because so, I just realized what kind of danger I put myself and other people into, and said, okay, uh... I've got to wake up earlier than this and, or I've got to get more sleep somehow because all my friends were working at night and I wanted to hang out with them, but I wasn't necessarily hanging out with them. I was just, um, you know, used to going, going to bed a lot later. And the thing I did to stay awake to make sure that I didn't pass out behind the bar or something like that, I started cleaning. Uh, even the manager wasn't even there yet. That asshole, um, he, uh, I noticed that since business was so shitty there 
that a lot of stuff didn't get cleaned on any kind of regular basis. I mean, sure, I got a few customers early in the morning, and I one day I was ballsy enough to go up to this one guy and say, uh, you just getting off work? And he, uh, he's as he's downing a rum and Coke and he goes, Oh no, I'm a truck driver. I'm heading to work right now. And I went really. And he says, Oh yeah, I drive a lot better with a couple drinks in me. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so that's just a, another myth for truck drivers to be out there other than that. They drive with women's underwear on and uh, high heels. Uh, I mean, they're also probably a little drunk and high on crank. Wait, not crank. That's so early 2000s. It's probably meth now. Wait, uh, speaking of meth, did you see that one episode of Breaking Bad? Well, I didn't, so let's move on. I mean, at this day, uh, when I was working at the Peddler in the day side job, it was really boring because a lot of people were afraid to go there because, you know, they have a couple drinks in the Cops watched from across the way like a hawk for people uh, to come out of there and automatically pull them over. But working on the day side, sure, I had maybe two or three customers come in early in the morning uh, to have a couple drinks before they endure their day. Uh, And uh, poker players, the people that waste their uh, complete paycheck uh, during lunchtime that they just got that morning, I'm not making fun of them. I've been there. But once again, it was dead in that place. And I'm the only way I could stay awake was to clean that place from top to bottom. And, you know, uh, I because like I said, business was shitty there. And so a lot of stuff got greatly ignored to get cleaned out, like uh, thawing out the freezer. There was like uh, there was uh, I took out all the glassware in the freezer and realized that hidden under uh, all the frost that built up in the freezer was like 12 more glasses. And I was like, okay, yeah, this has got to be thought out. So I spent the day doing that, scraping out the ice, get it done quick, and uh, and then restocking, uh, restocking the glass freezer. I pulled all the bottles off of the shelves and cleaned, ran through the dishwasher all the glass shelves and wiped down with sanitizer and glass cleaner the uh the mirror behind the bar people were complaining about that because all of a sudden it was really bright in that bar after i cleaned it because nobody to their knowledge had ever done it and plus this was back in a time where you could smoke in a bar and this bar was probably fairly old and so uh, a lot of like cigarette smoke and tar buildup uh was all over the uh all over that mirror and i cleaned that up and they're like dear god i can't see anymore and not to mention the fancy glassware you know for your margaritas for your daiquiris and all that sort of thing they were absolutely disgusting and they uh they had this white film all over them and uh, you know, dust and stuff like that. So I said, okay, all these are getting run through the wash, uh, dishwasher right now. And I had a couple regular customers that came in, in the, uh, in the early afternoon. And, uh, they were like, wow, I don't think I've seen anybody clean that stuff ever. And I said, yeah, I've got nothing better to do. And plus this is disgusting. 
and you know wiping down all the tables wiping down all everything behind the bar uh and you know that's that's how i stayed awake for at least a couple weeks because that bar was disgusting i'm not saying i would never work in a hole in the wall bar ever again but just not that one uh cuz i hated working there uh, the owner was an asshole uh the there were no customers because everybody in town was afraid to go there and uh it was it was just horrible and then working on the day side yes eventually i did move over to the night side because the uh head bartender uh had eventually decided to move on with his life and where he went if he went to another bar or if he got a uh got another job i don't know what he did but eventually that shift was open and so they moved me over to the night side and the night side was even worse. You know, I'd have customers in there to maybe six, seven o'clock. The place closed at two. And so between uh, six and six or seven o'clock to 2 a.m. was me sitting on, on the bar stools watching Comedy Central. That's it. And I, you know, it, uh, it was just horrible, horrible place to begin with. But uh, working the day side there, it was a struggle, absolute struggle to stay awake, get there on time. I got in trouble lots for being uh, for being late because you know my internal clock hadn't adjusted myself to be ready up and ready to work by seven a.m. and because my body said, "What are you doing up at seven a.m.? Usually we go to bed at uh, four or six. The you know." Uh, go back to bed. What's wrong with you? You have to be a special person to actually want to take the day shift in a bar or a restaurant. Or uh, or at least, no, uh, I'm going to change that phrase. Uh, since most restaurants open around, uh, say, 10 or 11 a.m., uh, that doing that wasn't so hard. But being up and awake and ready to serve people at 7, you got to be a really special person for that. But then again, I was never a really conventional server. I mean, uh, a lot of servers in a lot of restaurants, they are standing at the uh, head of the table, taking your orders, uh, what can I get you? And, you know, it, the unconventional part of me was whenever I had to serve tables, I would, if the place was dead or if I uh, was all caught up on everything and it was reasonably relaxed, I'd pull up a chair, sit at the head of the table down, uh, down at their level and say, Hey, how's it going? My name's Anthony. So, uh, what can I start you off with? And some people thought that was funny. Uh, some people ignored me completely, but some people thought, Hey, that's kind of cool. And, uh, cause I thought coming down, uh, I, I used to think when, uh, uh, servers would do that with me. That was kind of cool, you know. It uh, they it almost opened them up as more friendly type of person, and not just give me your order. I got to get out of here. And so uh, I used to like to do that just because I'd seen other servers do that in my lifetime, and I kind of liked it. But once again, luck struck on me once again. I uh, hated, absolutely hated, 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 hated working at that bar. And finally, my friend Barb, she calls me up and says, hey, we've got a uh, job opening over here 
uh, why, don't, uh, why don't you come over here and apply? And I went, God, yes. Because it was back in the town where, uh, same town where the, I knew the customers from the previous bar that I worked at. And so I was ultimately going to be a little bit more comfortable since I knew majority of the people. And, uh, you know, I'm, I was closer to my friends. So, yeah, awesome. But, uh, you know, um, the owner, uh, he was cool enough to find shifts for me. I wasn't really sure if he uh, really had a need for me at the time, but he was cool enough to say, yeah, let's uh, let's get somebody else in here. You got something, somebody in mind? And Barb was like, I definitely have somebody in mind. And so I... I went in there, I applied for the job, and uh, there was really no uh, interview. He just said, hi, welcome, uh, what shifts, uh, here are your shifts. And I noticed right away I had a couple opening shifts. And I turned my nose up at first, but I, I also had to remember I need the job. And there were, I think I, I worked the day side uh, lunch shift, uh, twice a week. And those days were a little bit rough on me. Once again, I'm used to going to bed around uh, four to six in the morning, something like that. But luckily, uh, that restaurant was open at 10 AM. So it wasn't really, uh, didn't really beat me up sleep wise, but once again, between 10 and about 1130, absolutely nothing to do. I pretty much, you know, got my till ready. If I saw there was it need they needed fruit, I'd cut some cut some fruit for the uh, for the drinks. I worked the bar side. There was another waitress working on the restaurant side. I uh, a lot of people when they came into that particular restaurant, they went into the restaurant side when it came to the lunch rush. I did have a few customers that come in on the bar side, so just because there's no room on the restaurant side, but they didn't drink. They didn't uh, smoke because you could smoke in bars back then. And they were just there to have a quick lunch and then get right back to work. But once again, I was stuck uh, where you work between 10 and 5. And majority of that time, you're sitting around doing absolutely nothing. I mean, if you're on top of your uh, side work, if you're on top of uh, uh, cleaning, there's really nothing to do. And because at that bar, I didn't have to make my own till till was usually made ready for me the night before. And, uh, when I closed out my till, that was when I gave the till back to the bartender for the late night shift and every, everything was cool. But, uh, you know, between 10 and about 1130, nothing. And then from one o'clock till, about three or four, nothing. But luckily for me, I worked with some cool, uh, cool people. The waitress that I worked with didn't talk to her much, but she got uh, she got her shit done. She once she realized it was time to go pick up her kids at school, uh, she got up and left. And so, but I could handle the whole restaurant by my by myself. That wasn't a big problem. Uh, but my cooks were really cool. Uh, uh, there was even one day where uh, one of my cooks went over to uh, Papa Murphy's or yeah, I think it was called Papa Murphy's that place where you go, where you buy uh, 
ready to make pizza and he bought the pizza. He cooked it in the oven at, uh, at the restaurant. We sat down and we had lunch together. That was kind of cool. Uh, but, uh, like I said, that particular cook, he, uh, I've said, uh, said it in previous podcasts, he and I were always really cool together because we were both pop culture junkies. He was way smarter than I am when it comes to, well, pretty much anything. Uh, but I learned a lot from him and he learned a lot from me cause he, um, he and I started, uh, he, I knew him from the first bar that I worked at. Uh, he would come in and help out the karaoke DJ or just come in for a visit. But well, when we started working together, the dynamic changed a little bit, and he and I actually got into greater conversations. Like he informed me uh, about a lot of stuff of underground comics or underground music. While that was his preference, he uh, he liked the underground stuff, the non-mainstream. But then all of a sudden I start introducing him to the stuff that I knew. He really didn't know about Billy Joel until I came along. Just like I didn't know much about the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen comics. I knew nothing about that. And uh, the only reason why we started talking about it is because I read in the newspaper that they were going to make a movie out of it. Not a great movie, but watchable. Uh, you know, I, I feel bad for Sean Connery saying that he thinks that that movie killed his career, but uh, he, to me, he's Sean Connery. Nothing can kill his career, except he's not making very many, very many movies nowadays. I'm scheduling conflicts probably. But I started teaching him a little bit um, more about mainstream music, and uh, it really, I like to think it helped him out a little bit later because he started DJing at uh, the previous bar I worked at because the karaoke DJ couldn't either couldn't make it or didn't want to do the DJ nights. And so he decided I'm going to do it. And, uh, he got hired on by them. And so he'd go in and he started out playing all this music that he thought people would like, but it was all bands that are awesome in their own right. But when you go into a bar, you want to hear stuff, you know, uh, it, you want to have a good time, it makes things familiar. It makes things comfortable. And so he and I sat down and had a long talk about, uh, about mainstream music. And so one night, one day I helped him out. Like I've told you guys before, I was one of the first people in my circle of friends to have a CD burner. And so I burned him, a, uh, a handful of, uh, dance music or popular music that I thought people of, the age group between 21 and 35 would enjoy. I mean, uh, I, di I didn't give him anything by Hanson. Uh, I think I gave him some like Ricky Martin, uh, hooked him up with a bunch of eighties hits. Um, and you know, just gave him stuff that I was certain, you know, the top 40 stuff that people would really enjoy. And he told me that his business changed drastically. More people ran out to the dance floor to dance to these certain songs. And then eventually people were coming up to him and say, Hey, do you have this song? And then he'd look at, uh, look at him and say, Nope, but next week I will. Then he'd give me a list and say, I need all of these songs by Friday. And I'd be like, no problem. It took me a while to convince him that, uh, you could download music online. In fact, uh, he 
probably to this day, he still sticks up for the music industry of going out and buying CDs, even though you really can't do that anymore. Uh, but going out and buying the music to support the band rather than pirate it off uh, Napster, that uh, LimeWire. Those were the things I was using at that point in time. But usually by Friday, I'd have all those CDs burned for him. I'd even take the time to make a really cool jewel case to go with it. And he'd go and make a whole bunch of customers happy the following week. Uh, I, I mean, I guess it made a huge... Uh, he, he even showed up to the next week and told me, he's like, okay, uh, I know I asked you to download She Bangs, but you really got to show up to the bar when that song starts playing because the girls go nuts. And, you know, I was working uh, another night job at the time, and I said, you know, I really love to. Uh, I wish I could. And, but uh, I digress. It, it, was just, it was just funny because uh, I would, you know, during the day, burn these CDs for him, hand them over to him, and then he'd make hundreds of people happy. Or maybe 50s. Uh, oh, however much the bar could fit. But uh, like working during the day with this guy, uh, it was cool because he and I were both pop culture junkies, and he and I would talk about movies, he and I would talk about music, and uh, it... It was nice to have somebody that I uh, that could talk the same language that I could working that shift because all the other day shift jobs, I really didn't talk to anybody. It was just kind of like pacing up and down the bar, uh, wipe this down, even though I already wiped it down 16 times. And, you know, just it, it just felt like I'm bored. And but. I'm still getting paid uh, hourly for it, so it's not all that bad. Tips were shit, but I'm still getting paid by the hour. So, got to be happy about that. Anyway, people, it is time for me to take a break. Time to go out and have some a little bit of lunch myself, have a uh, quick smoke, and then get right back to work. But until then, I'd like to introduce this week's musical guest. Hailing from New Orleans, Louisiana, this is Silver Synthetic with their song, In the Beginning. Parade around time 
Once again, that was Silver Synthetic uh, with their song, In the Beginning. If you want to find out more about them, go to bandcamp.com. That's where I find all the music that goes on this show, and I find some really kick-ass artists to be on here. On bandcamp.com, you can follow Silver Synthetic, find out where they're playing next. If you want to contact them, book them for anything. If you want some of their merch or listen to more of their music, just head on over to bandcamp.com and search out Silver Synthetic. You won't be disappointed. Which reminds me, if you want to be on this show, whether you're a bartender or a musical act, or you just work in the service industry in general, just let me know. Contact me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com, and let's get you on the show and share some stories, have some fun. That's all it takes. Okay, to wrap up the show, I just want to say I'm not knocking people that work the day side. I'm not knocking working day side period because a job is a job is a job. You know, I'm getting paid by the hour. I might as well do it because you know, life is a lot harder when you don't have any money. So, uh, but there are, uh, things that just gave me trouble. I do actually prefer at night. I am one of those strange people that likes to work nights, but unfortunately majority of the stuff that, uh, has to be done has to be done during the day, especially in uh, the career that I have right now. Just too dangerous the, uh, to work on wind turbines when uh, it's uh, dark outside. So to all you service people, uh, whether you work in fast food or you work behind the bar or you're a server or you're a cook, all of you that work on the day side, I salute you because that's not something I want to do. But you guys do it and you all kick ass. So anyway, people, it is last call, last call for alcohol. Come on up to the bar because I'm not going out there. You guys scare me. So uh, special thanks to Silver Synthetic for letting me use their single in the beginning. Uh, remember, go if you want to go check out more of their stuff or find out more about that band, head on over to bandcamp.com. And special thanks to Crown Royal, whether they know it or not, that I stole a drink recipe off their website go ahead and make that crown apple drink and uh, see what you think of it. Let me know what you think about it. And uh, if you want to follow Hey Bartender Podcast, find out when the next episode's coming out or you just want to see one of the goofy memes that I put up there every now and then, follow me on Facebook or Instagram, both of them Hey Bartender Podcast. If you want to check out some Hey Bartender Podcast merchandise or even listen to the most recent episode, head on over to www.heybartenderpodcast.com and you can pick up some t-shirts, stickers, challenge coins, or just sit there and listen to the new episode. Either way, I'm happy. Also, this year, I want to have more guests on the show. That If I... If you remember back in my New Year's resolution episode earlier this year, I want to have more guests. So no matter who you are, if you work in the service industry, I want to talk to you. So all you have to do to contact me, email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, and we can start talking. We can get you on the show, swap some stories, have a little bit of fun. And, you know, it also gives you a really good chance to promote yourself and promote your shift and get people to look forward to uh, possibly come and see you if they should come into your area of town. I'm actually hoping to start doing a little bit of traveling here and there. So uh, start thinking about it. If you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you might hear about where I'm going to be 
I'm hopeful, uh, hoping to start doing a little bit of traveling here pretty soon. I'll let you know where I'm going to be, and I want you guys to uh, be a part of Hey Bartender Podcast, and I'd love to have you on my show. So keep that in mind. Follow me on uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram, and we might get a chance to meet. It, w- it would absolutely be my honor. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, thank you for listening. Remember to share, like, and subscribe. Hey, Bartender Podcast on Instagram, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, I wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got here.